What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince, and I am your host. Today's guest is Arash Malik. He goes by Minimal Duck on Instagram. He's a Bay Area-based photographer, drone pilot, product developer, and the founder of Scent Wedge, a natural air freshener designed for the Tesla Model 3s. He's one of the most talented gentlemen that I know. Arash, welcome to the show, brother. I appreciate it. That's like the coolest intro that I've ever received, hands down. That's like, I can't, I can't follow up with that. I'm, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I'm actually blushing. That's Thank your, you. that's your WWF r- wrestling intro, bro. Yeah, Everyone... bro. Like I've never, I've never had an intro like that, but I'm so hyped right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's cool. Thank you so much. I Dude, appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm so stoked. So stoked to have you on the show. Why don't you get us started by giving our audience a little bit more background information on yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm a 29 year old photographer about to be 30 in the next couple of days. And, um, yeah, it's like I started out doing landscape photography with a DSLR, and uh, I've always had a passion for flight. I used to work at a hobby shop back in high school where, like, I would fly, like, helicopters and sell helicopters, like RC helicopters. So, like, I've been following drones from, like, the Dragonflyer days. And for those of you that don't know, that was, like, the first quadcopter that came out that was, like, a 1000 bucks and, like, had zero, like, you know <laughs> – stabilization assistance or anything and uh like i really wanted that um and uh i never got it but i got the uh the first dji that came out and and yeah the rest is history like it's just it's been crazy man to see like how the technology has grown and how accessible drones have become you know and and literally like anybody can fly now and it's it's amazing because you have this whole new perspective that's opened up for exploration you know and it's crazy because the old school guys like hate on these drones because it's like you used to like have to hike up a fucking mountain to uh, to get the shot that you want, the perspective that you want. But now you can just stay at the base and just fly up and it's cheating. But, you know, it, it depends on what your um, what your intention is, really. I agree. It's so wild to hear that you were into drones that early. And it makes perfect sense because for as long as I've known you, which is now four years crazy you've always like always had a drone you've always just been all about just the drones yeah i love it man it's always like, had a I, camera too but you always just seem way stoked on drones yeah i i just love flight like i love flight and like i'm just so excited about the future of drones and how far drones have come along where it's just like yeah i mean it's just there's yeah it's endless opportunities like literally you know and I'm just hoping like that somebody doesn't you know ruin it for everyone else because I could I could see it going both ways you know it's like mm-hmm. any new technology there's always going to be some group of assholes that just ruin it for everyone so hopefully that doesn't happen it seems to be going on in Canada right now which sucks uh-huh. um, but hopefully that doesn't uh, that doesn't continue to happen throughout the rest of the world but we'll see I hope not well. Ladies and gentlemen, to all the people listening around the world, today's uh, topic of discussion is going to be how to build a life around your passions. Arash is one of those those few people I come across where he's truly uh, reached that point in life where he's where he's genuinely built a awesome, awesome 
day-to-day life around the things that he loves most, content creation, his puppy Layla, uh, his product development with his scent wedge company and his Tesla loves his Tesla. And today's topic is more or less about how to create, you know, a life around your passions. And so Arash, let's talk about, you know, maybe photography first and foremost, how did you get into photography? Oh, wow. So originally I got into photography when I was in architecture school. It was architectural photography that really interested me at that point. That's actually how I got into it. It was it was a intro to, to digital architecture class. Dude, and, um, I haven't heard that one. And I had, to, yeah, I had to get a camera. And uh, that was like the start. I would say I was always, you know, around cameras. My, my oldest brother had like a wedding photography business. I remember from when I was like super young, uh, my other brother had a camera, but like they didn't really like pursue it ever to the level that I did looking back now, but it was certainly early, early exposure at that point. (laughs) Long exposure, pun intended. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, it was, uh, so I I would say, I mean, I got introduced to it from, from, from early on, like when the first, when the first uh, Canon, Canon Rebel digital camera came out. I remember my brother had it. I, I used to mess around with it, you know, when he wasn't home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool. But yeah, I would say really, you know, I got into it in architecture school. Really fell in love with capturing a moment. It's just really magical, really to 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 snap a frame and know that that moment's never going to happen again. But you have it right there in front of you. As cliche as that sounds it's quite magical to me. And I still, I still like think about it, like, you know, at times, cause it's just, we take it for granted, man, but it's like, that's a moment that happened. That'll never happen again like that. And it's just, it's like, it's magical. Uh, it's weird. But, um, yeah, so that, that really like got me interested in photography. And then I got in, involved with video, um, uh, just out of necessity uh, when I was doing my first Kickstarter project. So before we get into the video, let's talk about, so you're also a product developer. How did yeah. that, how did that passion start and how did you get into product development? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a producer. I've always liked making things. And even in high school, I used to make beats. Um, I was like one of the first kids in my high school to make beats. I would sell beats and yes. I actually bought my, I actually actually bought my first car from an album that I produced for a uh, for for a rapper that found me online. Bro, um, I didn't know you had it like this, that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't know, but like, yeah, I, I um, I used to I used to mess around with Reason all the time and Pro Tools. I used hey, to record people. A lot of people and, don't uh, know, but Arash hit his first lick in the rap game. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. I've 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 uh, I've spent a lot of money to bury that past, no, but, uh, but uh, occasionally, yeah, it's it's funny, man. I mean, I used to I used to yeah I used to I used to do that, and and it's crazy because there was a moment where I was involved with a lot of a lot of people that you know were were actually drug dealers too. Oh wow! The guy that the guy's album that I produced was actually a coyote. And I didn't know what a coyote was um, until I met him. And he's basically someone who smuggles people illegally into the States. 
and that was crazy, right? Because at that point, it was just, I was, I was loving the music. I was liking making music. I was getting paid. I was in high school, you know, and it was crazy money. And, but like, you know, my life could have gone in a completely different route. And I'm glad that I got out when I did, you know, and, and it's just, it was cool because it was just organic. I just kind of, you know, fell out of love with the production of music and, and found something else, which was product design and, and making tangibles, you know, tangible goods and, and architecture. So yeah, it was, it was wild though. Yeah. Not, 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 not a lot of people know about that. <laughs> so the, did you go to school for product development or is this something you just kind of no, learned on your own? No, so, so I went to school for architecture and architecture and product design are very similar and mostly it's it's just a matter of scale. And then with architecture, you're designing a space and, a, and how one experiences that space. But with product design, you know, it's it's how somebody interacts and experiences they can hold, you know, for the most part. And that's how I kind of look at it. But it's very similar. Like the design principles are, are very similar. Design thinking works on all scales. So, yeah, it's it's just to me that that's always kind of been the scale that I like to work at with, with product design outside of architecture, like architecture, I appreciate, but I could never quite wrap my head around that scale. If that makes sense. Like, I'm, right. it, it's weird. Like spatially speaking, like I'm like more, I, I appreciate the smaller things in life more. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. So yeah, part of that probably has to do with like, you know, having some ADD or something, you know, not, not being able to focus on too many things at once, um, but really, really picking one thing and just focusing all of my energy on it and, and, and trying deliberately to do that. You know, you're a details guy. You do zoom into the, yeah, I like the details a lot. And, and that's actually like one of my you know favorite quotes from like a famous architect. I think it was Mies van der Rohe that said, God is in the details. And, um, mm. that just like stuck with me. And uh, I love the details. So, and I'm not a religious person at all, but, you know, I think that's a very powerful um, message and, and it can be, and it's relatable whether you believe or not. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I love it. All right. So we got the photo, we got the product development. And then when was the first time that you brought your content creation skills together with your product development skills? And what was this project? Cause this is the first time you merged your two passions, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, correct. So it was, it was right after I graduated university and, uh, it was right around the time when Kickstarter was like really getting hot and popular. And, uh, there's projects popping up everywhere and, pens were like really hot and i remembered back in architecture school like there was a very specific pen that i loved and it was a felt tip pen and all the pens that existed back then on kickstarter were were like regular ballpoint pens and so we designed a pen machined out of aluminum with like a magnetic cap because i love magnets to use this very particular felt tip pen and uh, yeah, and so that was our first project. And I partnered up with my brother, who's a mechanical engineer, at that time was setting up his shop and had you know, a manual lathe. And um, yeah, we set out to try and create something <laughs> like a pen 
that was utilizing pretty industrial hardware. Um, you know, like you'd screw on like a hex head on the back to load up the ink and the cap had like a hex machined on top of it and there was a magnet and it was cool, man. It was, it was a pretty, it was actually like a fidget pen, but I didn't know it at the time, but it was a great fidgeting tool. This was before. Fidgeters. <laughs> right. Right. You were ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It was, it was the first fidget pen, <laughs> but yeah, man, it was, it was cool. And, and people were very receptive to that. And at the time I never had made something and sold it to anyone. It's that a was sick, tangible. It was a that sick was pen too. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was, and it was just like, you know, there was there was a lot of details that you know I probably didn't do a good job at explaining because that was just you know my first time. But we made it small so that it fits in your pocket like comfortably. Um, and the, we made multiple iterations of the diameter of the pen so that it feels comfortable when you're holding it. We made it perfectly round so that you could play with it. Like there's there's nothing stopping you from just rolling it around. It felt good to just roll around like a pizza roller almost. And yeah, I mean, the magnetic cap was just my favorite part of it, <laughs> which was like, I'd never seen a pen with a magnetic cap. Magnets are always fun to play with. Dude, I, I'm sitting here looking at it now and I'm like, I want, I want one. Like that's my kind of pen. Like that's just a sweet minimalist, just no BS, yeah. just a pen that you know is going to function. Yeah. Yeah, and so and it was based on just my experience in architecture school, and and we made like a special tool for it to be able to change out the cartridge and the nib, and that tool was also like a bottle opener, which was pretty cool. How did you bring the photo? So the bottle opener, it's an awesome pen. Second, this this project was was back. Just so you guys know, this was a successful Kickstarter, two hundred and thirty something backers. How did you bring your photography and videography skills into play? And did that help? Yeah, a lot, for sure. I mean, because it's like, you know, what really attracted me to Kickstarter was the visual platform that it was, you know, as opposed to like Indiegogo, I felt like videos on Kickstarter were a lot better produced, a lot higher quality. And the projects were just more of higher caliber, I think, better quality. So that's why I went with Kickstarter in the first place. And yeah, I was totally inspired by the content that was on there, like the quality of the videos and everything, but we didn't have a budget. I didn't even have a camera at the time. I, uh, I borrowed, I borrowed my good friends, uh, Canon Mark two, Mark three. Yeah. Canon Mark, no Mark two, Canon Mark two camera to, uh, to shoot that. And, uh, it was actually my first time like shooting a video. And I remember I was just, I had like one of those nifty fifties on there. And I was just like so in love with the shallow depth of field and just pulling focus and video. And it was just like, it was really cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how we did it. No stabilizer. I didn't even know about warp stabilizer. Yeah. Watch some YouTube tutorials on After Effects, do some basic tracking. And yeah, it was, it was, that was like my first time putting a video together and it was really fun. And uh, I really liked it. And, and, and that so, that was the first itch, right? I mean, you, you'd yeah. done this a few times now. And so what are some other projects that you, yeah. like, first, let me say, I admire this about you. I've always admired the fact that you have taken your love for photography and, and videography and product design and brought them all together to, instead of you constantly 
you know, being on Instagram, looking outwardly to shoot content for other brands, you just develop your own brands and shoot content for yourself, which is so, dude, I love it. That takes balls, man. And that makes me so happy that you have the vision for that and that you've dedicated the time to create, you know, and develop the skills to, to be able to live a more enjoyable life doing things that you enjoy. What are some of the other projects that you've launched? Yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely, I've been trying to launch multiple projects. Um, after the, after the pen, I did a wallet project, which was actually doing really good at first. Um, it was a, it was an all cork wallet, all natural, and it was doing really good. And I got hit with a cease and desist letter, uh, uh, cease and desist. Um, and it was basically because they were saying that they had trademarked the name already. Mm-hmm. And that was done basically seven days after I had already launched. But the rules for trademarking brand names is just first to file. So, so yeah, I, I immediately like just backed down and basically killed that project and uh, tried to relaunch it afterwards under a different name and changing everything. But at that point I had kind of lost steam and mm-hmm. like nobody else wanted to talk about it cause they already did. And so ultimately ended up failing. So that was that. What'd you learn from that? So what did I learn from that? That's great. That's a great question from that, from that project. I mean, I, I learned actually that I backed down way too fast. I shouldn't have backed down from that cease and desist. Um, it's just when you get one of those letters, the language in it is so, aggressive crushing yeah it's so aggressive and crushing that it's and it's designed to be that way ever since then I've, I've like talked to many attorneys and they're like yeah you could have totally written a letter back equally as nasty but i didn't do that at the time and i didn't have the funds to do that at the time so awesome well at least at least you learn i mean it's, that's the beauty right it's a bummer in the moment but yeah after the fact it's always nice to just be like cool Went through that. It's probably a good thing to know since I'll be doing this the rest of my life. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, it, and it's always good to be like at a super small scale, you know, get that and just like, hey, it's like, it's cool because that means you got enough traction to where like people saw it and yeah. people acted on it, you know, and yeah. felt threatened by it. And um, biggest thing I learned from that was to just when, you know, shit hits the fan or, or when something presumably bad happens to take a moment and not do the first thing that comes to mind. Just like take three days at least and think about it. And for me, it was like literally 30 minutes and responding, you know, by like taking everything down. So, you know, I, I definitely overreacted for sure and over-responded, I feel like. Right. But so if I, if I were to go back, I would not do that. So yeah, that was, that was a project. It was a wallet. And then after that, I started a shaving company with my good friend out here where we made uh, safety razors. Yep. I just shaved, just so you know, I just shaved with that razor this Ah, morning. It looks good, man. It looks good. Yeah. Still my, still my favorite razor. For for those of you that don't know, I I gifted Prince one of these razors. (laughs) (laughs) Like who the fuck gives a razor to somebody? Dude, it was the best gift. I still have it. It It's the first time, the first time we hung out, you freaking brought me a razor. Yeah, yeah, man. Here's a razor. You look like you need to shave. (laughs) But, But dude, the funny thing is, that just shows you how awesome your product was. Like, I still, dude, if it was a piece of shit, I would have tossed it a long time ago. I, 
love that razor. You know, it's uh, and it's that, stayed that with was, me for it's been with me for years now. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that was cool. That was a really fun experience, man. And that was a great learning experience because that was the first time I took a product and tried Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'd always been curious about Amazon and the scale of Amazon, but never quite actually, you know, tried it myself uh, until that razor project. And it was cool because that kind of came together super organically and fast. And, and, you know, we called it shave backwards, which was Evos. Um, and it was just so cool because that domain was available and the trade and everything. And, you know, it, it was cool, man. And it was a fun ride. And, and that was really where we, we harnessed our photography and video um, and that's where I got a lot of my video experience and photography experience was for creating content for Evos. Um, and at the time, my buddy Max, he didn't do photography and that actually got him into photography too. And now he's like a badass, like portrait photographer, just moved to New York and he's crushing it out there. But um, that was a fun experience. And we did that for like a year and a half and it was cool, man. And, and I don't, I didn't have a good experience with Amazon. I would probably not want to do Amazon again just because of the design constraints that exist on the platform. Mm-hmm. But for some people, man, they, they crush it, you know? Right. But for people that like care about the product that they're selling, the product that they're designing, and they, they want to do something different, I wouldn't recommend Amazon. If you're selling because- a product, it sounds like Amazon's a good spot. But if you really want to build a brand, then maybe it's not the, the best the thing with Amazon is just it's like a commodity-based platform. I feel like if you're selling a commodity, then it's great, right? Because you're really you're really competing on price and reviews. Mm-hmm. And what people don't know is like a lot of those reviews are fake, mm-hmm. and you know it it sucks. So you're constantly battling against these people who have you know thousands of reviews and great photographs, but you know, when you actually buy their product, it's like crap. And then, you know, it's, it's hard to compete on that platform, especially because of that, you know, the UI constraint that they have, like everything looks the same. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, but yeah, so then after Evos, I returned back and did another project with my brother and it was a smart bike light, uh, called Lucent. And that was pretty cool. I got that around here somewhere. I got all the I got all the goodies, baby. Again, that was like for for me, that was a great learning experience of how to how to like develop like a hardware product because up until then, everything I did was just you know it didn't have batteries, <laughs> and you know there was no electronics. With Lucent, it was the first time where you know, it involved more than just me and my brother. We also had an electrical engineer working with us and a software guy. And and you stepped you know, in production. The game dynamic, a lot on that one. Yeah. That was the that was the first uh, video that where I was just yeah. like, wow, like he's he's getting in, he's getting after it now. This is yeah. this looks good. Yeah. So that was the first time we actually had a steady cam available or, or a stabilizer, a gimbal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was that was fun. I I had my buddy who rides bicycles like be in it and. And it was cool, man. And, and the real goal for that, you know, from the start, like one of my goals was always to like do something that like gets featured on TechCrunch. I was like a huge TechCrunch fan back in the day and and just like, you know, get just just be newsworthy, you know, or like just just get some type of exposure on those platforms. I would be set. And 
when that happened, like, I honestly felt like, cool, like, I don't care if the project doesn't go forward anymore, because, like, you know, or, like, if the Kickstarter doesn't get funded, because, like, this is, like, really cool, like, you know, ultimately, it didn't get funded, and, you know, part of the problem was we didn't, uh, we originally didn't include uh, international shipping, so we closed that off, it was just for domestic backers, yeah, and it just, we got close, but we didn't get there, um, but, the cool part was like I got us on all of the you know publications that I really admire. Right, uh, right. Like a really cool experience for me. Part of the other reason was too like I wasn't a hundred percent sold on our electrical engineer, our our software guy, too, because like you know I would rigorously test the product out and I would find bugs and I would report back to him and tell him. And he just wasn't stoked on trying to fix the bugs, you know? Ah, and so, that's a bummer. Yeah, that, and that, like, really killed my confidence, you know, and, and, like, made me not really want to make it a success because I felt like if it did become successful, you know, then, you know, we ship something that, that is still super buggy and it just... I cared too much about my reputation, so I didn't want that to happen, you know. And I would feel awful is if it, something worse if something worse were to happen because this right. is now a safety device. Was this right? about and the time? Was this about the time when you started to, a lot of adversity in your life started to hit? This was like I would say this was like the steps leading to it. Okay, let's move into that phase. Yeah, let's fast forward to adversity and then pulling everything. Yeah, let's. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's see. So yeah, after Lucent, that failed. That was that was pretty bad um, for 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 my me and my brother's relationship. But we're cool now. Um, but yeah, so after that, I, uh, I it was about time to receive um, uh, my car. I pre-ordered it two years in advance, uh, the Model Three, and it was time to take delivery on that. And at the same time, my dog uh, at the time was diagnosed with. Uh, cancer and she had lymphoma and so it was uh it was just like crushing because right after the lucent project failed um my dog was uh diagnosed with lymphoma and so we had to take action and so i i kind of just made up my mind uh after i got the diagnosis that like i would just do whatever it took to you know prolong her life or cure her um i did think that we would potentially be able to cure and tried a bunch of things, keto diet, um, like a ketogenic diet and, and a bunch of holistic stuff and acupuncture. And, you know, at the end of it, like we prolonged her life by like an extra eight months, but like, you know, it wasn't, it's never enough, you know? So, yeah. So anyway, she, ultimately we had to put her down. Um, and that was brutal. And then, you know, a couple months later, I covered a uh, puppy rescue. Yeah, at that same time, you know, I took delivery of the Model Three, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was tough. So there was there was like a lot of change that happened, and I was kind of in a rut for a while because, and when I say a while, maybe like three weeks, I was like really down. You know, I was trying to figure out what to do, what to do in life, and what to do next. And you know, it was kind of crazy because you know I knew I wanted to do something with a Tesla Model Three. Um, because it was such a new car, because it was such an awesome car, because I believed in the car so much of it, like becoming something, you know, of, of mass adoption, I wanted to do something, something that was involved with it. 
I didn't know what. And, uh, you know, I looked around a little bit and like, as crazy as this sounds, like, you know, one day I was just uh, running with my dog and we came back in the car and she was like smelling like sulfur because like the place we run is like, it's got like this smelly mud. And I was just like thinking like, you know, damn, the car stinks. And, and then all of a sudden, like, it just hit me. Like I should, I should make an air freshener for the car because my only other option would be to hang a, uh, you know, a tree, a chemically treated shape of a tree from my mirror. And, uh, and it's, and I'm like super sensitive on smell too. And I, I'd never had those in my car ever. Those are the but, worst, dude. Those are the worst. <laughs> Yeah, or like the little jellies that you put under the, the seat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, it was just like, okay, wow. Like all of a sudden, it was literally like a light bulb moment where it was like, there's an opportunity here to create an all-new air freshener for this car because it has a whole new, you know, ventilation system. And um, yeah, so I did I did some prototypes, put it on Facebook, kind of crowdsourced it, and people loved it. And then... Um, changed the design went through multiple iterations and yeah it's it's where it is today um and it's constantly i'm constantly like iterating was birthed. yeah constantly changing things modifying it you know slightly and just seeing what the response is you know um and it's been hard man because it's like you know i had to i had to learn a lot about how fragrance works how essential oils work and like how to blend stuff and like you know what top notes are and middle notes and like base notes and, and how everything works together, um, which was a trip. So I took like a class on that and it was pretty cool. And, but ultimately like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for like someone who studied like fragrance, perfume, perfumology or whatever it's called, <laughs> uh, a perfumist, you know, um, mm-hmm. and those exist. Like you can get a master's in, in perfumery, I think, um, in France. But, um, yeah. So like the goal is to like, basically, you know, be like the Lilabo or like be like a super all natural, you know, bespoke like air freshener company for Teslas, uh, but specifically like Tesla Model 3s or anything that utilizes this special type of ventilation. Um, and, and then like, so this was like cool because it's like, wow, like now I can create content around this awesome product that I love being the car and it works, you know, in terms of business. Yeah, like the rest has just been pure passion, man. Like just last night I was out creating content and I got home at like 11 and I knew that I wanted to launch a new scent, you know, today. And so I stayed up, you know, till 3.30 in the morning <laughs> and like wrote the email that I was going out, finalized the video edit and just like, you know, launched it today. Um, Congratulations. And Huge congrats. <laughs> And that's like cool, you know, because it just like it just gives you it gives you so much um, fuel, you know, like to like do something for yourself or something that you have such great impact on is um, it's pretty cool. Dude, so I think it's fantastic. It's more than cool. dude. It's amazing. You literally built a life where you get to do all the things you love the most and they've all come into like this perfect alignment to where you have this awesome new company called scent wedge with this car that you love. You're totally all about the, the E uh, the electric movement. You get to utilize your photography 
I feel like you're shooting more than I've ever seen you shoot. You're putting out more content than I've ever seen put out. You're constantly with your pup every single day, hitting the beach, traveling with her. And so, dude, it's, it's seriously beautiful to, to, to just watch someone truly build a life around all their passions and to, to move forward with that. And, And that's where you are today. So let's talk about, Today, you know, July 2019, yeah. what are you stoked about? What are some of the, you know, Elon's hit you up? You've got a few uh, tweets from Elon. Like, talk to me, bro. Yeah. Like, what's been going down? Yeah, it's been cool, man. I mean, I've been getting, I've been getting likes from Elon on Twitter, which has been uh, like amazing because, like, I'm like a huge fan of the guy. Um, I think he's brilliant, and uh, yeah, it was, it was amazingly, it was, it was super humbling to be featured on the Tesla Instagram account multiple times. Well, you're um, a pioneer. Let's <laughs> let's first talk about the content. So guys, the content that Arash is creating with his Tesla didn't exist before he started doing it. I mean, guys were just taking, you know, iPhone photos with their Teslas at a charging station or whatever it may be. And you took yeah, you, know, you took that 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 flavor, that swagger that you've always had and you said, "I'm going to take epic photos of the tesla <laughs> you were the first guy to like really just do it and yeah, it was gotten uh, a lot of notoriety for it you know yeah, I, I can see it everywhere it was, i get on your twitter and <laughs> it's it's not even like you have some massive twitter following i mean you got set you got 1500 followers on twitter and you're getting 13 16 1800 retweets and likes and and stuff on <laughs> on on these photos bro yeah. because yeah like you're yeah, like a it's, hero it's, for it's Tesla cool. guys. They love seeing <laughs> the content. Yeah, it's it's actually been amazing, man, because it's like it all kind of like spawned out of like constraint, you know, because when I took delivery of the car, I had actually sold my DSLR previously. And so all I was left with was the drone. And that kind of forced me to, you know, try a different perspective with the car in the landscape. And, and it ended up just being so cool because it's such a sexy car that it really just photographs well from all angles and from the top down, like it just looks so cool and it's such an iconic car. So yeah, it, it worked out really well and um, it's been cool, man. It's, it's been really cool to like, you know, the feedback that I get from the community, the Tesla, the Tesla community is just awesome. And um, you know, people being inspired, people, people buying drones, people buying cars, people buying both of those things because they saw a photo of mine is like, it's pretty cool, man. And it's just like, I'm not one of those guys to like, you know, blast my referral code, but you certainly get perks. If people use your referral code, you get, you get free supercharging and, you know, miles and stuff. So it's been cool, man. Like when people reach out to you and what's that referral code, bro, let's blast, (laughs) let's blast the hell out of it right now. It's it's cool when people just ask you, you know, if they, if if, if they, uh, if they can use your referral code, you know, without me like telling them to. Um, And I think that's always like pretty awesome. But yeah, so it, it's just been, it's been crazy. It's, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, just recently I got back from Norway where I did like a five day, uh, road trip starting in Oslo and going all the way up north to the, uh, to the Atlantic bridge there. And, um, it was so cool, you know, because I got to, I got to, uh, drive on the opposite side of the road. <laughs> No, in Norway, no, luckily in Norway, it's on the right side. Oh, okay. um, that was, that was New Zealand uh, was on the left. But yeah. So, so let me, let me go back in the last 30 days. I've been to, I've been to Germany, 
Italy, Norway, Australia, New Zealand, um, all separate trips. And uh, so it's been crazy. I just literally got back Sunday night from New Zealand. In Norway, I got to drive a performance Model 3 all around Norway. And just like, it was so cool because I was creating content that, you know, I would share with, you know, Tesla. Um, and then also content that I could repurpose for Soundwatch, you know, and it's just like, like, it's like, how cool is that? Like I get to, A, regardless of Soundwatch, I would fly out to Norway for that opportunity on my own time mm-hmm. and do it because of that, because I'm like such a fan. But like, how cool is it that I could actually then repurpose this content for, you know, my business too. It's just like, I'm in shock, you know, and the whole time I was in shock when I was out there, like, I can't believe I'm actually out here, you know, doing this. Um, and it's been cool, man. It's like, yeah, it's been awesome. And Norway is beautiful. Like, like it's really, really beautiful. And it's also the Tesla capital of the world. Um, I think there's like more Teslas there than anywhere else. It was cool. Dude, I love it, man. It's, it's been insane. Just watching, watching your journey, uh, seeing the growth most exciting moment ever is just really watching the stars align for you this year. And, uh, you know, it's really cool seeing, you know, I watch a lot of people chase their passions and it's very beautiful when you actually see someone just come into that full alignment to to where you can just tell they're having so much fun all the time with what they do. and, And I'm just so happy for you. And so, uh, what's next for you? What do you, what, you know, what do you, what's on the radar, uh, you know, in your world as yeah. far as next big goal next big thing you want to do? Yeah. I mean, I, so this is like the first time where I've actually been like very committed to one idea and one project and one business. And so I want to, you know, continue that forward because in the past I've had so much trouble with staying focused, you know, always trying to do multiple things at once. But this is the first time where like, you know, Yes, it's an air freshener, but it's around a really cool concept and a really cool car. And that's what actually drives me the most, you know, is enhancing that experience on a on a whole different sensory level. Um, And so when you look at it from that lens, it like really motivates me to stay more focused and just grow it. You know, I want to grow it more. I want to right now I just have three cents and I want to have at least four, you know, and, and potentially eight or like do like a like a cycling thing, you know. To where there's only four available at a time, but you know, always be developing, always make the product better. Um, another thing that I didn't mention is that for every kit that we sell, we actually plant a tree, and that's that was truth from day one, you know. And and I was talking to some finance people wanting to bring them on board, and they were like, "Yo, we got to cut that because that like that's a significant amount, <laughs> you know, the cost of that." And I'm just like looking at them, and I'm like, "Yo, it's only it only costs a dollar to plant a tree." You know, but when you do that in large volume, like that's a significant impact that you can have, you know, collectively. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, why not? You know, um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's been really cool, man, to be able to do something and 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 also be able to um, have a have a great cause, you know, built into it. Like it's it's by default, like <laughs> there's no option, right. you know. Right. Um, so it's cool, man. Uh but yeah, so, so the goal for, for next year is to, to stay more focused, create more content and grow the business, you know, by at least three X. And, and hopefully when the redesign comes out for the Model S and X, they, they incorporate the new ventilation system. Um, cause I've been getting a lot of, 
a lot of a lot of people with the S and X, you know, asking about it. So that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, and I'm stoked because the Model Y has it. So the, the Model Yay. Y's. Model I has in the event. So yeah, I think it's a great system and I think it's definitely going to be moving forward with that. So yeah, travel more, you know, I'm going to go visit some countries in Africa. Um, for sure. I might, mm-hmm. I want to go to India too. So yeah, th- those are the goals, but you know, it's hard, man. It's hard when you, when you have a puppy too. And, and when you have like an early stage company and, and something that requires shipping and fulfillment, um, so it was like really a challenge to, to do that, you know, but it's good when you have like tech savvy nieces, you know, that can help out when you're gone. So like when I was in Norway, I, uh, I hired my niece, it's her summertime to like fulfill orders. The one for I me, met? You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. The one you yes! met. Yes. You brought yeah, her to the, yes, the AOV meetup. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, she had a, she had a summer internship while i was gone and she did a great job fulfilling orders printing labels and you know getting the getting the uh kits out to people and it was awesome you know and i paid her for that so that was like her first legit job and that felt really good man it feels good to be able to do that you know right yeah so yeah it's, it's been really cool it's just funny man it's it's funny because like generally like people see it see the website see the production and mm-hmm. think that it's like a big team you know, like think it's like multiple people and and they get shocked when they find out it's just me you know, from like creating the scent to like actually producing the wedges to actually fulfilling them right now. So it's like, it's funny. It's also pretty cool. Like it's kind of like flattering. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's the best, man. So we're, we're coming to the end of our time here. Yeah. The way we like to end the podcast is more or less with you sharing some words of wisdom and and love and inspiration for the AOV community. So feel free to take a moment to think about something you'd like to share with the community. And whenever you're ready, uh, feel free to bless us all. (laughs) Thanks, man. I just want to thank you for, you know, blessing me with this opportunity, but really, you know, one thing, one word of advice that's, that's stuck with me is, Stay focused on what you're working on and through the highs and the lows, like just remember why you're doing what you're doing and stay focused Um, and have faith in yourself more than anything else, because everything that you're interested in will eventually converge and all the dots will. It's like it's crazy because we're like interested in so many random things it seems like when you when you see it you know up front but when you zoom back a little bit you see that like everything is really connected and everything like all these experiences like help one another you know and so just having faith in the process and having faith in yourself and just knowing that everything that you're doing now will eventually lead to a different experience and like it's just it's just all it's just all experience you know so yeah that's that's what i would say is just have faith in yourself you know stay focused my dude arash malik you can check him out on instagram at minimal duck that's m-i-n-i-m-a-l underscore duck d-u-c-k 
can also check out scentwedge.com. That is S-C-E-N-T-W-E-D-G-E.com. Check out the Scent Wedge. Check out Arash. Give him a follow. Say what up. Show some love. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. We got some great stuff coming for you guys here in the near future. Uh, So hold tight, but we're going to be launching another series uh, that's a little bit more on the business side and trying to get you guys all right. So love you all and hope you guys have a blessed day. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.